0: Section 1 of Grimm's Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Paul Hampton. Grimm's Fairy Tales by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. Chapter 1. The Goose Girl. An old queen whose husband had been dead some years, had a beautiful daughter. When she grew up, she was betrothed to a prince who lived a great way off, and as the time drew near for her to be married, she got ready to set off on her journey to his country. Then the queen, her mother, packed up a great many costly things, jewels and gold and silver, trinkets, fine dresses, and in short, everything that became a royal bride, for she loved her child very dearly, and she gave her a waiting maid to ride with her and give her into the bridegroom's hands, and each had a horse for the journey. Now the princess's horse was called Falada and could speak. When the time came for them to set out, the old queen went into her bedchamber and took a little knife and cut off a lock of her hair and gave it to her daughter, saying, Take care of it, dear child, for it is a charm that may be of use to you on the road. Then they took a sorrowful leave of each other and the princess put the lock of her mother's hair into her bosom, got upon her horse, and set off on her journey to her bridegroom's kingdom. One day, as they were riding along by the side of a brook, the princess began to feel very thirsty and said to her maid, Pray get down and fetch me some water in my golden cup out of yonder brook, for I want to drink. Nay, said the maid, If you are thirsty, get down yourself and lie down by the water and drink. I shall not be your waiting maid any longer. The princess was so thirsty that she got down and knelt over the little brook and drank, for she was frightened and dared not bring out her golden cup. And then she wept and said, Alas, what will become of me? And the lock of hair answered her and said, Alas, alas, if thy mother knew it, sadly, sadly, her heart would rue it. But the princess was very humble and meek, So she said nothing to her maid's ill behavior, but got upon her horse again. Then all rode further on their journey, till the day grew so warm and the sun so scorching that the bride began to feel very thirsty again. And at last, when they came to a river, she forgot her maid's rude speech and said, Pray get down and fetch me some water to drink in my golden cup. But the maid answered her, and even spoke more haughtily than before, "'Drink if you will, but I shall not be your waiting maid.' Then the princess was so thirsty that she got off her horse and lay down and held her head over the running stream and cried and said, "'What will become of me?' And the lock of hair answered her again, "'Alas, alas, if thy mother knew it! Sadly, sadly, her heart would rue it.' And as she lay down to drink, the lock of hair fell from her bosom and floated away with the water, Without her seeing it, she was so much frightened. But her maid saw it, and was very glad, for she knew the charm, and saw that the poor bride would be in her power now that she had lost the hair. So when the bride had finished drinking, and would have gotten upon Falada again, the maid said, I shall ride upon Falada, and you may have my horse instead. So she was forced to give up her horse, and soon afterwards to take off her royal clothes, and put on her maid's shabby ones. At last, as they drew near the end of the journey, this treacherous servant threatened to kill her mistress if she ever told anyone what had happened. But Falada saw it all and marked it well. Then the waiting maid got upon Falada and the real bride was set upon the other horse. And they went on in this way till at last they came to the royal court. There was great joy at their coming and the prince hurried to meet them and lifted the maid from her horse thinking she was the one who was to be his wife and she was led upstairs to the royal chamber, but the true princess was told to stay in the court below. However, the old king happened to be looking out of the window and saw her in the yard below, and as she looked very pretty and too delicate for a waiting maid, he went into the royal chamber to ask the bride whom it was she had brought with her that was thus left standing in the court below. "'I brought her with me for the sake of her company on the road,' said she." Pray give the girl some work to do, that she may not be idle. The old king could not for some time think of any work for her, but at last he said, I have a lad who takes care of my geese. She may go and help him. Now the name of this lad that the real bride was to help in watching the king's geese was Kurdkin. Soon after, the false bride said to the prince, Dear husband, pray do me one piece of kindness. That I will, said the prince, then tell one of your slaughterers to cut off the head of the horse I rode upon, for it was very unruly and plagued me sadly on the road. But the truth was, she was very much afraid lest Falada should speak and tell all she had done to the princess. She carried her point, and the faithful Falada was killed, but when the true princess heard of it, she wept, and begged the man to nail up Falada's head against a large, dark gate in the city through which she had to pass every morning and evening, that there she might still see him sometimes. Then the slaughterer said he would do as she wished, so he cut off the head and nailed it fast under the dark gate. Early the next morning, as the princess and Kurdkin went out through the gate, she said sorrowfully, Falada, Falada, there thou art hanging. And the head answered, Bride, bride, there thou art ganging. Alas, alas, if thy mother knew it, sadly, sadly, her heart would rue it. Then they went out of the city, driving the geese. And when they came to the meadow, the princess sat down upon a bank there and let down her waving locks of hair, which were all of pure gold. And when Kurdkin saw it glitter in the sun, he ran up, and would have pulled some of the locks out, but she cried, Blow, breezes, blow, let Kurtkin's hat go, Blow, breezes, blow, let him after it go. Over hills, dales, and rocks, away it be whirled, till the golden locks are all combed and curled. Then there came a wind so strong that it blew off Kurtkin's hat, and away it flew over the hills, and he after it, till by the time he came back, She had done combing and curling her hair and put it up again safely. Then he was very angry and sulky and would not speak to her at all, but they watched the geese until it grew dark in the evening and then drove them homewards. The next morning, as they were going through the dark gate, the poor girl looked up at Falada's head and cried, Falada, Falada, there thou art hanging. And it answered, Bride, bride, there thou art ganging. Alas, alas, if thy mother knew it. Sadly, sadly, her heart would rue it. Then she drove on the geese and sat down again in the meadow, and began to comb out her hair as before, and Kurtkin ran up to her and wanted to take of it, but she cried out quickly, Blow, breezes, blow, let Kurtkin's hat go. Blow, breezes, blow, let him after it go. Over hills, dales, and rocks, away be it world. "'till the golden locks are all combed and curled. "'Then the wind came and blew off his hat, "'and off it flew a great distance over the hills and far away, "'so that he had to run after it. "'And when he came back, she had done up her hair again, "'and all was safe. "'So they watched the geese until it grew dark. "'In the evening after they came home, "'Kurdkin went to the old king and said, "'I cannot have that strange girl to help me "'to keep the geese any longer.' Why? inquired the king. Because she does nothing but tease me all day long. Then the king made him tell him all that had passed. And Kurtkin said, When we go in the morning through the dark gate with our flock of geese, she weeps and talks with the head of a horse that hangs upon the wall and says, Falada, Falada, there thou art hanging. And the head answers, Bride, bride, there thou art ganging. Alas, alas, if thy mother knew it. Sadly, sadly, her heart would rue it. And Kurtkin went on telling the king what had happened upon the meadow where the geese fed, and how his hat was blown away, and he was forced to run after it and leave his flock. But the old king told him to go out again as usual the next day. And when morning came, he placed himself behind the dark gate, and heard how the princess spoke and how Falada answered, and then he went into the field and hid himself in a bush by the meadow's side, and soon saw with his own eyes how they drove the flock of geese, and how, after a little time, she let down her hair that glittered in the sun, and then he heard her say, Blow, breezes, blow, let Kirtgen's hat go, Blow, breezes, blow, let him after it go. Over hills, dales, and rocks— Away be it world, till the golden locks are all combed and curled. And soon came a gale of wind, and carried away Kurdkin's hat, while the girl went on combing and curling her hair. All this the old king saw, so he went home without being seen, and when the goose girl came back in the evening he called her aside, and asked her why she did so. But she burst into tears and said, That I must not tell you or any man, or I shall lose my life. But the old king begged so hard that she had no peace till she had told him all, word for word, and it was very lucky for her that she did so, for the king ordered royal clothes to be put upon her, and he gazed with wonder. She was so beautiful. Then he called his son and told him that he had only the false bride for that she was merely a waiting maid while the true one stood by. And the young king rejoiced when he saw her beauty and heard how meek and patient she had been, and without saying anything he ordered a great feast to be prepared for all his court. The bridegroom sat at the top with the false princess on one side and the true one on the other, but nobody knew her, for she was quite dazzling to their eyes and was not at all like the little goose girl now that she had on her brilliant dress. When they had all eaten and drunk and were very merry, the old king told all the story, as one that he had once heard of, and asked the true waiting maid what she thought ought to be done to anyone who would behave thus. Nothing better, said this false bride, than that she should be thrown into a cask, stuck round with sharp nails, and that two white horses should be put to it, and should drag it from street to street until she is dead. Thou art she, said the old king, and since thou hast judged thyself, it shall be so done to thee. Then the young king was married to his true wife, and they reigned over the kingdom in peace and happiness all their lives. End of chapter 1. Read by Paul Hampton.